The future of photography does not lie in the cheapness, but in the quality of a picture. It is my wish that photography, rather than falling into domain of industry or of commerce, might remain in that of art. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. <laughs> Hello, Ward. Hello, Antonio. Is this going to be our new, uh, our new intro or a new... Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like using my mouth in a different way. <laughs> Flex my mouth muscles somehow. I don't know. I, I've been doing this so long and, and uh, I wanted to make sure that... Uh, I did say at the beginning, the yeah, just three shots of photography. Yeah. Yes, okay, yeah. yes, okay. We got it. All right, I don't hear it. so good, I, I but the, the whole this is kind of a Ryan Seacrest thing. This <laughs> is the street shots photography. Well, I want to make sure people are paying attention and see if anybody okay. notices anything different. But anyway, episode one fifty eight for the end of uh, April twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, we're we're a quarter out of the year. Quarter right. under the year, yeah, or a third? I think we're a, a third. third. Sorry, I'm, I might be a third. Starts. I know. Well, I can't hear, and you can't do fractions. Can't, I can't do fractions. We're we're basket cases. That's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's like something like that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, update is still don't have an Instagram account yet. Um. So uh, when I look at my phone, I've got nothing to do. I, I look at. Twitter, which is a wasteland, and it's going to be even more of a wasteland after. Well, I don't know that. We don't know yeah. anything. I I'm pleading ignorance on that. I'm going to plead ignorance too, and I keep seeing that someone says that uh, a lot of billionaires own um, uh, media companies, and and nothing bad happens, or nothing bad happens. But uh, I don't want to get too much in that because I don't I don't I'm not smart enough about that to know. But I am I'm a little worried about it. In a weird way, but anyway, I, it's a wasteland. I put pictures on there, and it's like you know, it's like taking standing in the in the edge of the Grand Canyon, throwing prints <laughs> yeah. into the. <laughs> I mean, for me, what's the worst thing that'll happen? I'll stop using it. It'll Twitter, just be anticlimactic. Yeah, I've only been yeah, I, I've only been using it to like sort of consume information. Yeah. you know, and I bookmark a lot of stuff. But so there's that. Um, I I did post some pretty cool pictures on Facebook that actually got a lot of, you know, um, response. And now we've just lost everybody under, you know, 30. So on the, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, but, um, I took some shots with, uh, there was some crazy clouds. I mean, I'll try to put those in the show notes since I'm talking about them, but it was one of these confluences of a storm passing at sunset. Right. Mm -hmm. And, I go out and, and I, I, I could tell I'm looking out the window and I could see, you know, it's whatever, six o'clock and the sun's right. And it's just, I'm like, okay, there's going to be a rainbow. Like I know there's going to be a rainbow. Mm -hmm. So I get outside of my terrace and, and boom, rainbow. It's not a full, it wasn't a full one, but you can sort of see where it began and end. But the yeah. clouds were those sort of drippy kind of clouds that look like, um, like water condensation on a ceiling, you know, the drippy round oh, things. Okay. I know what they're called. Like pillows, madamus clouds? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. The origin of that word. Look that up, by the way. I think I, 
I used to know. I don't know anything I don't, anymore. Well, just think of the... I know what they are. That's good yeah. enough. <laughs> it's a PG, it's a PG uh, podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd only seen those once before, and I, I used to, you know, I think I heard that they're kind of like will show up sometimes prior to a tornado or something like that. Right. But anyway, they're hanging out there. Anyway, I look out my, my terrace, and there are this incredible cloud things. And all I have is my iPhone with me. and Well, actually, no, I had my other camera with me. But my iPhone actually took really good shots. And so I shot like three or four um, different shots. Mm-hmm. And I did a little contrast processing, right, just to bring out the details. And and actually, I was quite surprised at the quality of those pictures. Very I posted cool. them on Facebook, and they were like thousands of people. Thousands of people were like <laughs> or engaged or whatever it was. I was like... All right, well, that's kind of fun, but that's it. That's like that's the only kind of you know things that I've been able to post. And lately, I took some shots of like you know my chair series. I'm doing a chair series. You know, I throw up on on Twitter. <laughs> I liked it. I think that last one. You I know you liked it, but I'm saying it it's was... like you know it, it's a it's a it's a kind of a learning because like I'm realizing less people are seeing the pictures. Um, probably because of the way Twitter's, you know, algorithms are working. And, you know, how does that make me feel? And I'm not, I'm, I'm still not sure, but I'm not losing any sleep over it, I've no, noticed. No. You know? good. I'm not, uh, you know, okay, so I can live without Instagram. And, yeah, I, you know, I would love to get it back. I'm still, you know, I don't like someone else using my name for something. And I really don't feel like starting a new account because I, have my name so well but um it's very interesting not having it not you know i realize how many times i pick up the phone to look at photography right i don't see anything so anyway that's still if anybody out there you know uh oh by the way here's a here's a pro tip if you get your instagram account hacked don't ever mention it on twitter oh okay because all of a sudden they all come out of the the woodwork the effing woodwork excuse me for saying Uh. this but Everybody come out. You lost your, your Instagram account. Well, contact this person because he got the account back for me. You know, and, and, and there's like a thousand bots. I think they're bots that come out of the, you know, like roaches. They come out of the thing. And, you know, I tried spelling Instagram with like the number one and a G or splitting them apart. No matter what, what way I tried to say Instagram or IG or these yeah. bots picked it up. And I got tons of messages, people saying, you know, or things saying, contact this person. They freed my account from Instagram. So, so, <laughs> anyway, pro tip for people out there: don't mention Instagram. That you got in, Instagram and hacked on the same tweet. Uh, okay, you're just you're opening yourself up to a ton of trouble. Anyhow, so what's the topic for tonight? So what is the topic for today? Well, I've been thinking about this for. Uh, I've wanted to talk about this for years, and and again, you know, I don't think we can cover the the whole discussion in the show, but I want to open it up. But, um, recently I finished this, I was reading this book, this I'm showing it to you on like, as if the audience can see this book, (laughs) David Campany's on photographs, which I highly recommend for anybody, um, wanting to just read about, I don't know how David Campany writes these essays, Regarding forwards for books and all kinds of things. Forwards for books, yeah. And he's writing these essays about different photographers and photographs. Uh, I don't know how to, you know, um, I don't know how to describe the book. 
but you know each each two pages like Gregory Crudson talks about a photograph um, Irving Penn Paul Rand I mean there's a ton of photographers in here some of them I've never known but Richard Avedon but I'm trying to think about a topic tonight and what popped in my mind and something I wanted to talk about for a long time was I, I um, and because it, it popped up in this book there's a picture by can I find it now? Gustav Legray. Gustav Legray, right? And it's a photograph I remember seeing uh, probably early on in my f f photography life, whether it was in school or at a museum or something like that. And let's see if I, I'm not going to say this right. View, view de Salon, mm -hmm. 1850, 1851. Basically, it's a photograph of the inside of a. Um, I'm not going to say uh, this, it's a salon where I'm going to say it looks like a museum um, with paintings on the walls and sculptures um, sort of displayed around, you know, uh, marble sculptures. Uh, they don't look like they're ancient sculptures, they look like they're probably close to his time. Uh, and it's a photograph, you know, with the skylight one. And, and it brought into my mind uh, this idea of photographing artwork or mm. other people's artwork or in in this case sculptures and what and why it sort of popped in my brain because when he was photographing this at the time was basically because not everybody could come see this show and so there's a document of this space right Gustave Legray that was uh, that was a big project from going around the world and bringing photography back to show people pyramids of Giza and right, all those right. things, right? It was the kind of a sensation, a lot of his work. Yeah. And, and, and then that time period, not everybody could go travel to, you know, these right. places to go see these things. So here he is, I'm sure he's one of many photographers who's done this, documenting something, bring it back and showing people. Right. But now we're, uh, you know, a hundred and 50, 60, 70 years, right? 18, mm -hmm. yeah, wow, 170 years after this photograph was taken. And now it's in a book about photography mm -hmm. in in a way talked about as it the photograph itself being art, right? It's in a mm -hmm. sense, no, well, it is documentary because we're seeing this thing just like other people have seen it because I couldn't see this thing in 1850, neither could you, right? right. But, but now it's sort of, I want to say elevated is not the right word. It's shifted also into the history of photography right yes it was taken in the 1850s and a lot of the history of photography is uh, is talked about and looked at like we might see this image in a museum right, right. we walk up to a gustav legray exhibit and we'll see all these pictures and so it becomes shifted to artwork mm -hmm. and so it's essentially art of art right right in some way to say that so uh, to tell my long-winded story, I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> Way back when my uh, ex-wife and I had traveled to, uh, we did a tour of, um, tour is not the right word, we traveled uh, throughout um, Europe to visit a lot of museums. She was in uh, art conservation and we had to go visit museums. And so I'm bringing my camera with me, trying to be interested in things. Trying and to what, <laughs> Well, because I wasn't into the same thing she was, right? Right. And so we visited a museum, I believe someplace in Germany, I can't remember where, 
And she was off into the back, you know, speaking with the people and doing their things. And so I'm walking around the museum with my camera and I hit the section of ancient Greek and Roman um, sculptures. And for some reason, you know, I'm looking to do something there and maybe it was the light or something. I look at these sculptures and I got my camera with me and I start, you know, looking at the sculptures through my camera and suddenly something clicks. Mm-hmm. And I end up doing a lot of photographs of these sculptures there. And of course, then we're going after that to other museums, into other ancient Greek and Roman exhibitions, because that was what she was sort of studying or dealing with. And I'm like, I, I feel like a pig in poop. <laughs> I don't know why. Something clicked and I could photograph these things, especially when there was a lot of natural light and, and whatnot. And at, since that point, this was probably in the mid uh, early 90s i think okay. yeah that we we did this i i had this bug for photographing sculptures mm. uh and then it's not just greek and roman sculptures any kind of marble sculptures um that you can see like even from the 1800s 1900s you know especially when they're uh really detailed i just love going around and photographing them. and i still do this today when i get a chance to go to the museums or so even I when you go to Greenwood, I see I see that when you know angels on uh, you know epitaphs and so on. Like there's there's I I see that that interest yes. in in the figures. Yeah, it is. It's a and it's a different kind of thing because they're uh, um, you know uh, funerary sculptures are not always they're not marbly or they've been dissolved by acid rain or something right. like that. So there's a different look to it. But yes, it's the same. It's the, it's the exact same thing. Uh, when I go to the Met Museum, the Met the Museum of um, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York has got one of the best Greek and Roman galleries in existence. And mm-hmm. in the pat in the recent past, I should say, they redid it. They, they there used to be a a restaurant uh, in the Met, and they got rid of it and they opened it up to more Greek and Roman sculptures. And of course, they let a lot of natural light in it. And I go in there when I get a chance. I haven't been there in a while since the pandemic, but when I go there, I'm always wearing my camera. I actually go to that spot to photograph them. Mm. And I photograph the same sculptures over and over again. I just look at them in different ways, different light and whatnot. Anyway, I realize during this whole process that I'm photographing someone else's artwork. Right? right. However it was originally made, whether they're funerary, you know, um, marble sculptures or whatever, someone created that by hand. Uh, mm-hmm. Often we don't know who it is, especially with the with the the Roman stuff, because they're Roman copies of. Well, right. sometimes we know the Roman stuff, but it's the Romans are copying the Greeks, so we don't know who the original right. original. Is. <laughs> sometimes we do. Well, and they had a copy. I remember seeing a lecture where Ralph Gibson was talking about. I think it was his TED talk where he was talking about there was the original artist, and then they would make you know, a dozen smaller busts based on the original and they'd send those out to the different territories and then there'd be a local artist that would take the small bust and make another bigger one, you know, and so on and so on. Zero. So the copies were, yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) It's a lot of work uh, carving out um, 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 marble, but but yeah, copies of copies. It's uh, it's fascinating. You know, much of the original Greek sculptures were bronze and the uh, Mm. Romans copied the bronzes which is why we have the Roman copies. In fact, you could here. There's a geeky thing I learned, but you can tell the difference between a Greek and Roman marble sculpture is that the the, the Romans generally had little um, sculptures would have little supports. So if the oh. like the, the 
a, a figure's arm is next to its body, and there's a little strut connected between okay. the hand, and that was a Roman copy. Um, Romans, for some reason, were, were I don't know why, maybe they were a little nervous about things breaking, because the arms <laughs> would break all the time. Um, yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, no, you're talking about the, the Roman, I'm sorry, I took you off there. Yeah, but, no, um... So well, you would go in and you'd photograph these um, these sculptures, and, right? Right. And and, um, and I would do you know details. You know, I, I often sometimes photograph like that the hands were very interesting, or just photograph the hands. I wasn't like doing. I didn't really want to do full body things, like just copy the sculpture. I really right. decided. And again, it was sort of a you know, if you think about it, if I think about it, it's an ex exploration of a human body which is not moving. Um, right, or that is not uh, an awkward. I mean, I was going to say that before about, you know, they, sometimes you have uh, photographers when they're doing practice workshops, they'll use a mannequin or something and work the right. light and move their lights around and stuff. And then you've got all day to stare at this immovable thing that, you know, get the light right and so on and without yeah. the awkwardness of having to deal with the person. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I ever was in really interested in photographing like human human bodies. Uh, so I wasn't using this as a substitute, um, mm. but, uh, you know, I guess I look at a sculpture and I think how amazing it is, you know, that someone can take marble and make it look like fabric. Anyway, mm -hmm. going off the side here, yeah. I, I, I've been thinking about this for the longest time that I am in a sense trying to create artwork from other people's artwork. Now I'm not, I don't really want to go into the ethics of it necessarily because i don't you know that that can go in a different direction um but in the sense of like like the gustav legray or anybody or you know, not just you know sculptures i'm not talking about just sculptures i'm also mm -hmm. talking about things like like what would we consider artwork you know and i want to talk to you about this because you photograph right. buildings very yeah. beautiful buildings designed by uh, perhaps a, a single architect. So it's a, it's a, you know, a life larger than life, um, piece of, uh, artwork, but often like, you know, a thousand years from now, right. Mm -hmm. These things like that building m might be looked at as artwork, just like anything is right. Right. We look at a spoon now, no, you know, from ancient Egypt and it's in an art museum. I mean, it's maybe not considered art cause it's, it was originally some sort of tool, but, yeah. but we're looking at it. It's an like, artifact. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> very good sorry <laughs> that's that okay um anyway i wanted to i wanted to sort of parse this out a little bit because uh maybe it is talking about ethics or something like that yeah well i well i guess start with that because you're talking about how you've been thinking about this for years i've been thinking about it for maybe 20 minutes so not quite that much but <laughs> okay show's the, over show's over exactly <laughs> no I, I i think about the 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 ethics of of taking it and we'll, we'll talk about the scale of things too but okay. for me um i don't normally uh, get attracted to taking pictures of art, uh, of sculpture, or like some of the visual arts, or so that I run around in, you know, uh, in my environs downtown here, uh, because I feel like I'm just doing a poor copy of what they're doing. And it's, it's partly ethics, like I don't want to copy what someone has created. And that it's not like the experience of standing there marveling at it, which is what you're, what you're getting when you go to the mm -hmm. museum. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so I haven't really, because uh, I think this discussion will be interesting for me because I don't think in those terms like I am, but then I have really been uh, close to, you know, really good marble sculpture or anything like that um, to explore. I just feel like uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do it justice or I think I may get in trouble with the artist. And then I've had, we've been chased away by building security on more than a couple of occasions because we're taking pictures of public art that I think is public and they don't want our pictures taken of it. So it goes in that whole, so I have that kind of backdrop of, you know, when I'm shooting art, um, in that way that I don't, I don't, uh, I don't feel like I can or should sometimes, but I, and now that we're having this discussion, I'm thinking maybe I should do that a little more. <laughs> well, well, talk to me about, I mean, that insight, talk to me about that library that you often photograph. So it's in Calgary a few, a couple of years ago, I think they opened in 2017. Mm -hmm. It's the Calgary central library. Just look it up. If you type in Calgary central library, you'll get, uh, I think one of the top pages is the art uh, the architecture group or, or main kind of architecture contractor, um, that, that designed and helped build it. So it's meant to represent the shape of the building because of the piece of land that it's on. It's kind of peculiar because it's where the train, we've got a light rail transit. It's in between a subway and a, and a trolley, for mm -hmm. instance. Um, if you've ever been to San Diego and taken the train down to Tijuana, it's the same kind of train. It's a, a, a light rail, um, uh, uh, sort of mini uh, subway thing. It comes, the, the, the subway comes up from underground underneath the library and turns on to the main east-west, uh, 7th Avenue where all the train stations are above ground. So, and it's this kind of narrow plot of land. It was owned by the city. So there were some limitations on what the building could look like, but mm -hmm. they did a wonderful job. They made this long, it's this kind of north-south structure and it's got, comes to a point at one end. And it's, uh, you know, it's basically most of it is on, starts on the second, on the second story. And it's got a point on the north end. And, and the idea is it's supposed to, I believe, if I remember correctly, it's to, it, the whole building is meant to sort of represent a canoe, which was an important symbol for, you know, trade and, and, and transportation and exploration of Canadian uh, the Canadian, well, moving west and the fur trade and all that stuff that was in early Canada. Mm -hmm. So the outside, it's got patterns on it, white patterns and the glass is, you know, broken up into kind of polygons, sort of like a snowflake pattern, an abstract kind of snowflake pattern, incorporating in a way sort of the logo of the Calgary Library, uh, the Calgary Public Library. On the inside, there are huge amounts of wood, um, and uh, the whole the whole structure is kind of a non-symmetrical um, vertical boards. Um, it, it's really hard to describe. If you just go to the website, maybe we'll put that in the show notes too. Um, just some of the pictures oh, of the interior, pictures too. You have some or my pictures. I got pictures too. <laughs> uh, it's just very interesting, uh, very dynamic. Um, this bare wood, it's, it's, you know, it's varnished wood. It's stained or stained or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so everywhere you walk, you look up, you look over, you'll see, uh, this very interesting and, and beautiful workmanship. And it's huge. I mean, the project of it, uh, you know, the amount of wood that they used in there 
and the, it's the humidity controlled and so on, which is a big deal in Canadian winters that the uh, humidity goes down so low that they have to make sure that they, they protect the wood by keeping the humidity higher. Um, and so they're, they're wonderful spaces and it's not just wood. They've got open spaces with interesting light fixtures and high ceilings and that sort of thing. Um, so there's, there's ample opportunity. You could spend a whole day in there and, and, and take pictures of, of right. different and the picture, in the space. pictures you've done of some of the things like the stairwells and, you know, there's one shot, uh, I can't remember if we've used the shot before in our show notes, but, um, of, a man's face and sort of like intersecting lines oh, yeah. from the, right? So I guess my point is th how that's is a valid a piece of artwork, the interior design, the exterior, but I think I've seen mostly interiors. Yeah. Yeah. That's as valid a piece of artwork yes. as anything. Yeah. It's just at a larger, grander scale. And you're actually creating quite striking, beautiful, imagery from that which i would consider artwork in some way it's not a document and i want to talk about documents no. in a minute but it's yeah. not a document of the place it's it's you're using no. the 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 part of that to express something yeah well so, and and i'll go i'll go back to to the that in a second but in terms of I'm I'm lining up things in that and in that case that that one picture of the person with his head just showed up. Um, it's over the ledge, so they're looking down towards yeah. the the main floor where it I'm took down me a on while the ground to, floor. It took me a little while to see the, the yeah, the head but there's three, there's three stories you can look down from right from the the edge of this you know the okay. where it's out to the open kind of atrium yeah. area. So uh, so I just use my street my street um, chops, if you want to call it that, to line things up as if I was lining up different buildings or shadows and light or the crossfire okay. light between buildings. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to step back a little bit about the diff uh, a difference in my mind from shooting individual works of art, which are a more uh, smaller, a more human scale thing that I, that I say that I don't want to shoot or not inclined to shoot, to what I would consider public spaces, which... Yes, it's an arch it's an it's an engineered environment. It's uh, a big open space. Uh, yes, there's an artist or an architect that designed it, or a group of architects that designed it. But in my mind, they're two different gears. Um, and yes, but I mean, I can be convinced. But um, I I definitely treat I definitely treat them in different ways. I don't feel like I'm uh, I'm violating a copyright if you want to put well, it that that's way. Well, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where my head's at, right? When I'm shooting this, right? Stuff. But okay, but let's I, okay. I mean, <laughs> to argue this a little bit, there's no copyright on ancient Greek Roman sculptures. No, that's true, right? I mean, the only and I want to get too much in the legal lease of it, but you know, there might be an owner, right? The museum might own this, or a private person might own this. Yeah. As a piece of like, oh yeah, that's my sculpture that belongs to that museum, and you know you can't really sell it or whatnot. Then yeah, there are those issues. But forgetting that, I don't want to talk about that. I'm talking about creating a piece of art, right? And so, yeah, you know, I, I, I there's a lot of things you can talk about copyright and and what. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't mean that. I would just. I didn't mean that in the literal sense. It was just oh. sort of like I'm creating a substandard. Uh, a representative facsimile of this art that's more at a human well, scale. Not well, where I'm in the library, I am, I'm using different compositional 
rules and 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for mindset of you know as I go every time I go in there to shoot I've got a little bit better handle on what I think might work based on previous pictures I've taken or whatever right it might be a fine line there that you're you know like well no but it, dancing but, on a little bit you, because yeah yes but I mean that's how I've been thinking about it until you know we started having this discussion oh, sure sure yeah um what was I going to say? I love it. Um, gosh, darn it. I'm looking through, a, I'm looking through the book here as well. And I want to, like I said, I want to talk about documents in, in a minute, Yeah. but yeah, you know, the other thing I was going to talk about is, is, uh, just as you said, that was, um, about copyright and again, not being literal about it, but like, you know, I also photograph street art. Now I just do that in a sense for documenting right? and street art is definitely something that's, you know, modern and yeah, you know, it obviously belongs to somebody, somebody created it. They put it on the wall. Uh, it often isn't there for a long time. Yeah, It's ethereal. I mean, there's, a, I think there's it is ethereal. shooting that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, when you, when you see uh, artwork in the context of where it is, like showing the building and people walking by it or sort of, you know, um, having some interaction with it then it becomes something else and in a sense you're as the image creator uh maybe kind of collaborating with the artist who sure. created it because i think you know it's a public space right it's been meant to be seen it's ethereal you know maybe in some way they're not putting the artwork up there to be photographed but but they are putting it up maybe to, to interact with the world in some other way. And so you capture that as a photographer and then you're creating another, is it right to say a derivative of yeah. their artwork? Um, you know, if you were just copying the picture, in other words, if you just went to a street art, you know, and, and set it up so that your camera is like cutting out the borders and you've got just this piece of street art, mm -hmm. then you are just sort of copying it. Right. And document, you're not really doing any kind of, a, you know, bringing yourself, your voice into the, into the image. You're just right. copying their work. But any idea of like the way you're approaching photographing the library or the way I photograph the sculptures is, you know, in a sense, taking something that's three dimensional and converting it to two dimensions and yeah. capturing the light in a certain way that may not exist. You know, it looks different multiple ways and, and you're capturing details and whatnot. And so, yes, we're creating a new version of this work of art, this architecture, this public space, whatever it is, mm -hmm. in collaboration in some way with sure. the person, more modern, ancient, who created this in the first place. And so, you know, I wanted to sort of play that out a little bit because, um, and then, you know, in how many years will that, like, you know, your pictures end up in a book someplace. I'm not saying it's, you know, it, it could happen. Yeah. And, and someone looks at this and says, well, you know, back in the, in the, you know, 2010s, you know, Ward was doing these things with these kind of pictures. And, and it's talked about the way David Campany is talking about Gustave Legray's image of, you know, whatever. I mean, in a sense, he was, he was documenting, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, 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 what is the line in, um, I think it was Indiana Jones, right? Uh, where uh, Baylock, the bad guy, says, "He goes, you see this watch? You know, buried in the sand. In a <laughs> yeah. thousand years, it becomes priceless. You know, yeah. is it just a matter of time before something that you 
today you take a picture of someone else's art or you create art from other artwork and in a thousand years what you've made is then considered the art itself you know in the, in the same way that uh, you know we right. look at the, the 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 gray shots and say oh now that is part of the history of photography and it stands to sit in a museum i love the idea of that i mean it depends on if the building that you shot it in still exists and then if a famous photographer took a picture there and you can stand in that same place i mean the um there there's a vivian meyer picture where she was clearly in calgary and she stood on this you know the corner of seventh avenue and first street southwest well i used to walk by that well, I still do, I guess. <laughs> I can go back there anytime I want. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I took pictures from that same location. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of cool to put her picture beside mine and say we were in the same place at different times. That's what I, 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 yeah. I love the whole idea, those sorts of things, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so there's that. But if the building doesn't exist anymore or whatever it is, the artifact that you're shooting doesn't exist anymore, now there's a different value in that the photograph that you took is a an artistic document and we'll get to the document part too. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's yeah. how it accrues value really depends on, on the circumstance and the age mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, the provenance, whatever the, so, you know, as a, as, you know, full disclosure here, I used to take some of the shots that I had of sculptures and submit them for stock. And, mm -hmm. and cause I would photograph them in a way that you couldn't really tell where they're from, you know, I wasn't doing mm -hmm. full body. I was trying to do details. So I was trying to be very generic. And one, I don't know if I can find it to put in a show notes because I think it's a slide. So I'd have to, I have to look. I don't want to spend too much time looking for this. I'll try to find it. But I have a shot of a, of a um, sculpture probably from the 1800s. And I can't remember what museum I took it in. And I've seen this sculpture in several places or something very similar. So that's why it would be like, yeah, you know, I can kind of, Put it in for stock. Nobody will really know, and you know it wouldn't bust anybody's chops. There's a uh, an image of a woman holding her her uh, um, hand up to her ear, like she's listening. Okay. And I cropped out the face a little bit, and you can still maybe maybe blurred it out, and and it became a very popular stock picture because it you know listening you know like right. Merrill Lynch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, ended up in a lot of book covers and whatnot, and. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I, 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 in a sense, was like, eh, sort of skirting the, skirting the yeah, thing. So a you, bit, you right? have those, uh, you have those moments too. That's, that's healthy. Yeah, to no, hear. I was, you know, I was doing it, and <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, easier to seek forgiveness than permission, <laughs> in a sense. I would yeah. like. But, um, and actually, I, don't, you know what? This one I definitely could find. One of my f favorite images. Of sculptures that I've done, I th I think I should. In fact, I sold it to a friend recently. It's a shot I took of a few. It was a funerary. I think it was a sarcophagus, um, and it was ancient Roman, I believe. And uh, it was it was on the corner. Uh, it was it was the corner of a sarcophagus. So a sarcophagus, you know, standing upright. Um, yeah box where they bury people right you know and it was uh, a, hu a male figure on the right and a female figure on the left and their hands were being held they were holding mm -hmm. each other's hands and i cropped the bodies in such a way you know they were nude so i wanted to keep it pg yeah for the shot but i cropped the 
female, you know, uh, you see her left hip and arm, and then you see the male's right hip and arm, and they're holding. And it's actually a very poignant image, yeah. you know. And, you know, I think by my photographing it that way, I've... I'm showing it in a way that interests me. Like, what was to me the interest? It was the poignancy of the hand holding. Mm -hmm. If you know anything about ancient, you know, sarcophagus, you know they're probably buried together. So there's something significant in that, and it sort of transcended a lot of this um, uh, time, right? You know, yeah. people back then loved each other just like we do today. That brought the connection of the past, and and that picture I've I've made prints of, and you know, as a hanging on the wall kind of thing. I think it's really nice. And in a sense, that is someone else's art. I've created my own art from it, and actually it's something I'm very happy with. I think it's, yeah. it is something that that shows my point of view uh, in it. And it is, yes, it is, and I can't give credit to who it is. I don't know who made it. Right. I don't know when it was made. I never actually documented that stuff. I can't remember what museum it was in. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, it's been out in the world for like, 25 years and nobody's <clears throat> nobody's giving you knock on wood but nobody's giving, me, nobody's giving me crap about it so yeah it's become it's no longer a document it's now I think I'm I'm and you know ethically do I have a problem with it nah I didn't not with that I can understand where some people might say that and uh, you know, I, I, I showed you that thread. I don't know if you read any of that, but people, some photos. Yeah, I did. I did. Board. I skimmed through it after a certain point I was done, but like people just talking about. Well, people you know, were talking about a lot about their reticence, right? Which is what I, what I was doing, you know, um, about, you know, I just felt like, um, you know, I'd be providing a substandard version of what's going on or, or, um. Uh, you know the lighting's not right, or I feel like mm -hmm. it's a it's just a plain document that I you know couldn't get the juice out of it to make something uh, to make something beautiful. Uh, but no, I get it. I mean, the the whole, the whole reason why I take pictures is to is to try and create art. It's just I did I you know how how derivative is it? Is it just a flat document, or is can it so I make black and white? More of it? And I don't mean <laughs> that's not a no. Pun. I know. But no, it is. It isn't in the moment. Like when I'm looking at it, I'm going, "What can I do with this?" And and very often, it's. Um, I think I might just skip. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I might just walk on. You know, it made me think of uh, this stuff. Sort of made me think of again. Uh, is it? Why am I saying Irving Penn? It's not Irving Penn's work. It was Walker Evans. He comes up inevitably again, mm -hmm. but he did an entire catalog of um african art uh he was approached i can't remember what museum uh and was asked to do a, a catalog of uh african masks sculpture mm -hmm. figures and whatnot and of course he did his take on it right but they were documents they were for, to be seen, right? This is this is a catalog of of this artwork, and yet his pictures are are beautiful. The yeah. prints are are amazing, from what I can tell, at least uh, in the in the reproductions I've seen, and itself the artwork is also just amazing. And there was no 
that well I mean, in a sense was there a collaboration you know but again he's he's asked to do this thing and you know it's a job and i don't know how he approached it i couldn't you know fit in his shoes but the 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 end result is you, I, I look at those pictures and i say these these are beautiful and and it's it, beautiful photographs of beautiful objects mm -hmm. and you know what would you think about that what do you have to what's your take on that and well uh, i mean and uh, also wait sorry in, in the same way it was uh this is what i found in the book um precise pictures of uh picasso's uh some of these um really interesting sculptures he made mm -hmm. have you you've seen these no right? i i think maybe i might have seen one um okay right, yeah, the, no, the, that. the uh the, yeah, the, the head of the bull. Um, the head of the bull that is one the, I haven't um, seen before. Yeah, the head of the bull is a uh, bicycle seat and bicycle handles. Yeah, right. Um, you know, in some way, you know, Versailles collaborated with Picasso in some way because he went to the studio to photograph this stuff. But again, those are they're beautiful photographs of these sculptures that Picasso made. I mean, it's and mm -hmm. the, the sculptures themselves. Like, would the sculptures be as interesting if they weren't photographed? I mean, I don't know, but. Anyway, well, I, I mean, it was an assignment, right? So, one of the wonderful things about one of my favorite things about photography is the constraint. You know, it's where the creativity comes from. You have these African sculptures, and you got to shoot them. You got to make them look pretty, and they're in a controlled environment, so you have control of the lighting and all of that, and you can really create something out of them. And because it was an assignment, there was a you know, put your heart into it fully. Uh, mm -hmm. in order to create something beautiful. So that that goes to the creative part. Um, and I think it just goes, yeah, it goes to the effort. I mean, it's just, it, are you, are you invested in the subject matter? I guess is the way <laughs> I would put it. Um, um, you know, part of me now, and now as we're talking about this, part of me is, is, is thinking I just really haven't been around that many really good, um, types of this work where I would feel like I could explore. Like we've got tons of like bronze horses and stuff or abstract mm -hmm. horses and wildlife that are, you know, kind of out in the public space, but they're worn down and kind of burnished and, and they, they, they don't necessarily hold um, a lot of interest in, at least in the time of times of day that I would be out shooting them. So I don't, I don't have a sense for, you know, here's a concentrated project of something you could, you could do to create something meaningful and beautiful from. Um, but in the case of that, that, that art document project, yeah, that would be great. And um, I was trying to think of the name of the artist. I have uh, one of his monographs here um, who does the light painting. And I know you had, you had mm -hmm. um, done a little bit of that and taken pictures. I know that there's a, a skull that you have uh, an animal, uh, skull that you shoot Goat and I've done, I've done a couple of light painting things too with greater or lesser success but it's the technique in making something uh, either mundane or an art and uh, you know an art, uh, object of art um, really sing because of the interesting creative light that you can bring bring the creativity to what it is well, that you're shooting it's interesting you said mundane because uh, and I don't mean any disrespect to my uh, my late uh, father-in-law, but one of the things I, I did light painting was with one of his sculptures that he did. And 
Well, was it him? Oh, wait, maybe it wasn't his sculpture. But I think it was my wife's sculpture. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I, we have some sculptures from my late uh, father-in-law, but I think what I was photographing, one of the sculptures was my wife had made it. And she wasn't, we have it. And she was like, you know, I, I made this and, you know, she was not feeling one way or the other about it. And it's not a, I don't know. It's not the kind of work that I'm really interested in, you know, right. and she did this a long time ago, so it doesn't matter. But the way I photographed, like the light painting, mm-hmm. it sort of, it, I mean, it was one of the things on my shelf and I was like, oh, let me, let me, <laughs> once I started doing some light painting, I was like, let me get this, let me get this. By the way, you know? maybe we should define what light painting is. What is, yes, what is light you painting? Um, it's where you, uh, set the camera up on a tripod. You put the object that you're shooting, like in a kind of a still life context, like on a table or, or on a stand or something. And then you uh, select a long exposure, and during that long exposure, you're actually moving the light source so that it's casting uh, interesting shadow. And if it has any kind of uh, highlight potential, like if it's got if it's rounded and it's got a bit of shininess on it, you'll see the pattern of the light making a broad kind of swath, as if you had a very huge light source, like uh, like an umbrella or that sort of thing. Except you have even more control of you know, you can light from underneath and above, and you can do all kinds of interesting effects with it, and uh, it's very it creates, arresting. Yeah, and it can create a very unique look. You, you, when it's done well, you look at the pictures and you're like, there's something about the quality of light. You can't quite put your finger. On. Yeah. Because <laughs> the picture doesn't necessarily, when you look at it, it doesn't necessarily say light painting, uh, and it's important to do it in the dark. Uh, usually, you wear black because you're moving around, and but you're. You have to keep your hand moving or whatever you're, you know, when you're, when mm-hmm. you're shining the light so that you don't end up exposing yourself. You know, you're not part of the picture. I was actually doing the light painting with um, my iPhone. I was using the iPhone's uh, um, flash, a little flashlight on it mm-hmm. to do the lighting. Uh, and it, yeah, it, you know, it, it can, it's a lot of fun to do. I suggest everybody give it a shot, you know, try it out, you know, pull something off your shelf and, Set up the, the, you know, make sure your background is clean and um, don't move the camera, you know, because you can do a long exposure. I was doing like 30, I did between 30 seconds and like a minute and uh, moved around a lot, you know, and, and you're going to end up doing a lot of, you know, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're, you're going to see the light source or something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I did the sculpture by doing this and, and, and suddenly it looked, it changed how I looked at the sculpture. Mm. And maybe that's about photography in general is when, you know, we photograph whatever, we see it through a camera differently than we see through our eyes. And suddenly we can look at that object, whether whatever it is, and appreciate it in some different way, you know, in the sense of appreciating the way the camera ca- caught it or the kind of lens or the kind of lighting you use. But it's it's a lot, di- you know, and so you talk about mundane objects, but in, and, you know, there's that fine line between mundane and artwork. You know, it's like, you know, a sculpture that my wife was making because it was the first time she was sculpting. So maybe it's not the most beautiful thing, but she kept it because it was meaningful. Yeah. Is now transformed. You know, it's a piece of artwork transformed into another kind of piece of artwork because of the way I lit it. Right. Uh, or the, however it was photographed. Um, it, it becomes something new. And, and that's beyond documentation, right? It is beyond documentation. It's an and interpretation that's, that's as the up, well. That's the upside of, of this type of creativity. Well, isn't even, isn't even, would you say that even a document is an interpretation? 
I mean, well, no, it's an it interpretation, but yeah. it's, this goes to the intention of the photographer. Am I? Is this this a collection of you know a, a catalog of photographs so that they can go in some binder somewhere so that when you're looking at this little you know pot holder or something that's in the archive. You look at it and it tells you what drawer it is. Oh, here's what it looks like and here's what drawer uh -huh. it's in. That's right. Sort of but thing. bury that picture in the sand for a thousand. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm serious, right? Yeah. Someone opens up like they open up their, you know, they go to the, you know, attic and they open up the um, uh, trunk and there's, you know, Uncle Frank's pictures of, you know, botanical things that that you, you know, cataloged during the time that he was working at the botanic garden and suddenly because it's 200 years old it's transformed it's not just this thing yeah. anymore you know and i guess the same thing about you know anything and that's why i want to talk about you know the artwork because we're we're also in a sense you're jump starting i wonder if this even makes sense you're jump starting the picture the picture's already got artwork involved in it and so it it i mean how much effort is it taking you to to then create something new from it and here i am talking about this is the kind of stuff I love doing and like oh but I've I've already had a jump start right the person who created the artwork in the first place oh I see I think I mean? like jump start like is the battery dead what's, no what's, no it's like I already got I, I'm, you, I'm you got the uh, the inspiration of the original art is what right I mean the, you know uh, how could you not take a uh, a bad photograph of a sculpture that Picasso made Right. But I mean, watch me. I can. I'm sure I can take a terrible one. <laughs> what is well, this yes, that's thing? You're like, you know, it's yeah. possible. You do have to have. You do have to have a certain skill set to to capture these these things, depending on you okay. know, where yeah. in the gallery it is and all of that sort of thing. Okay. Um. You know that there's that the Gustave Gray picture is interesting because. There's one sculpture on the right-hand side that's a little closer, and then there's three more that are in a kind of an interesting arrangement a little bit further away. Uh -huh. So you can look at it as just a composition of these light objects, human-shaped objects in, in this pleasing arrangement in the frame, which is where we're getting to the art part, the transference of those pieces to uh, into a photograph, into the language of a photograph. And then, really, that that's that's the that's the triumph of that picture in that it is a pleasing arrangement of sculptures. It's not just a documentation of the sculpture. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's where I'm going between the picture of the pot holder that's in the catalog versus, yeah. uh, you know, Gustave Le Gray's thoughtful arrangement of things he couldn't move, so he just walked around and right, found until he saw it. That's until he saw yeah. something. And that's, that's the kind of thing and that goes to the kind of thing that I try and do in the library, right? Walk around to try and, and um make I mean the 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 arrangements I'll try and keep this PG, but the arrangement of the wood <laughs> and then on the north end, like with the different uh the different layers and the way that it's very anatomical so you have to be mm -hmm. careful you know to make it or maybe you do i don't know it depends on on where your where your perspective is but there are certain compositions where it can look very anatomical the, the okay. images that you can create are very anatomical and maybe that's on purpose i don't know the way they set it up that you'll way. have to show those to me offline <laughs> <laughs> great that's what i yeah peddling peddling pictures of wooden no. <laughs> we'll stop it right there. We'll stop, 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 stop the 
stop the car. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, and you, you walk around in a different location, then you have these intersections of these different areas of wood where this, I had this picture of this guy just happened to peek his head out and look down at us while, uh, uh, while I was pointing the camera up or pointing the phone up. It's actually a phone picture. Um, Oh, and nice. that one was a phone picture, yeah. Well, because, well, we can get into the humidity yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So it was cold outside, it was humid, and I always put my camera. Right. When I go into the library, because the humidity is boosted, I just don't Keep want it to fog up, because we're going to yep. go out again in half an hour. So yeah, I just yeah. use the camera on the phone. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? So, yeah, it goes to, to um, the, you know, the difference between the, or what the intention is, whether you're just documenting or you're trying to walk around like Legray did with those with those sculptures, uh -huh. um, and so that that that's for me that's basically the long and short of it. Um, that's an, it's a very interesting point. And I think about that you know when I'm photographing the sculptures as well, and you know if like I said I don't always take the full body. And actually, you know what I do sometimes? I, I you know, when I've been at the museum. I'm also looking at the space around it. And so seeing the context in which the sculptures are, are presented. So mm -hmm. the, the background of the museum and I guess in a sense, like the Gustav pictures is, is, is as much a part of the image. Um, right. You know, it's not just of the sculpture as well. I've done shots like that. Well, those have been very successful actually, if I can see if I can find, I gotta, I gotta look through my library to find these shots cause I really want to show them off now. Because uh, I usually don't put those in; those don't end up in my uh, in any of my my sharing places. They might have mm. ended up on Flickr some long time ago, but I don't. You know, it does. It doesn't look like the kind of photography that you would think of me. I mean, people know me as a street photographer. Oh, so you're 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 curating yourself out of that. So you're showing people that I or that you're not showing people that you're taking these sorts of pictures. Right. Right. And, okay. it, you know, I wonder if in the back of my mind I was thinking about it in terms of, uh, you know, uh, the, what we were talking about, this idea that uh, it's it's using someone else's work to sort of, I don't know. Yeah. Like I feel like you're uh, taking advantage. Taking advantage of someone else's work. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't collaborate with the ancient Greek sculptor because they're, yeah. you know dust in the sand now uh and so in a sense they're easy pickings right um, yeah and there's no lawyer waiting there i'm the there lawyer no for lawyer the ancient greeks yeah. right probably not unless the museum is like what the hell are you doing you know and, yeah. uh you know uh but it's i don't know it, it's it, but i actually enjoy that photography i you know i'm not always big on saying pictures of my own that i really like you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I got some pictures I really like, and but I'm often like, oh, you know, like, you know, I don't hang up. Well, yes, I actually do <laughs> hang up my pictures on the wall, but they're left over from a gallery exhibit that we had in our apartment a while back, and I filled up my house with my pictures and just yeah. left them on the wall. Oh, I but I've been not gallery like, in my neighborhood. I'd love to do something like that. It was actually a studio or a like coffee a, shop or something. You know, it was a studio, um, neighborhood studio walk, and so I participated in that, and I hung up, you know, a bunch of my stuff on the wall. I just haven't taken it down yet. Because uh, I just got used to it. But I'm usually not looking at my pictures and saying, oh, you know, I, you know, like one out of a, a hundred, I might say, oh, you know what? I really like that one. Mm. Uh, and it's not that I think my photography is bad. I just don't do that. But anyway, um, you know, 
with the uh, with the sculpture stuff. I'm not, you know, always showing it off because I'm maybe thinking that, mm, you know, yeah, you know, I had this head start on the pictures and 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 yeah, they're easy pickings and stuff like that. But yet, I do like them, and it's stuff I'm very attracted to. And when I go to the museum. I will always, you know, whatever museum I go to, I always seek out the the sculptures to to photograph them, and I'm going to keep doing that because I love them. I love, I love the way the camera and the lens transforms even right. more so mm-hmm. how a sculpture could look, you know, human or real, whatever I'm photographing, when it is is viewed through a camera and the camera's lens and the processing, whatever I've done. I used to mm-hmm. shoot actually some of my 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 uh, sculptures I was doing with film I would actually do them on scotch chrome remember the scotch chrome oh yeah I forgot all 16, about that yeah I, I specifically would shoot the sculptures on scotch chrome 1600 speed film because the grain A was so large but it really added something right it was a mosaic pointillist almost yeah you, if you look at it yeah you would look yeah. at the sculptures and they weren't just like if you stood back from it it would look monochromatic like this the, but then when you get close to it you would start seeing the speckled colors yeah. of the grain and i just i love that because actually when you look at marble close up it's speckled mm. you know depending on how it's how it most of the time depending on how it's polished or whatnot but you will see you know little facets of you know not colors necessarily but you'll see little speckles of green because of mm. the way marble is and and the the scotch chrome film reminded me of that and of course it created colors but it had a, a texture to it that reminded me of the marble itself so it I was really actually pretty sharp when things were in focus it was it was a pretty yeah. sharp film yeah and yeah. you can't and you can't duplicate that by the way in there's no photoshop filters or grain or noise things that you can th- nothing simulates that that uh scotch scotch chrome chrome film it's like it's and it doesn't exist anymore and it was 1600 1600 speed film was like whoa the 1600 now is like you know a joke yeah (laughs) don't even think about it anyway i'm already hearing in my voice that i'm talking with a lot of passion about these photographs that i do so yeah we'll have to show them Um, yeah absolutely but i don't feel this kind of passion for a lot of my photographs but yet you know it is someone else's artwork i'm doing my interpretation of it, uh, how I would want to see show people this through my eyes and how I see it, uh, and then there is some appreciation for it. I mean, I really love sculpture. You know, I love seeing something in three dimensions and being able to walk around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it there's there's an interaction or a feeling that I get when I stand next to a sculpture, which is something else. You and get it, an energy from it. Yeah. See, this is where I'm kind of at a disadvantage because I don't really. I'd love to. I love. I'd love to pick up on that but, energy. Um, but it sounds like you get that from the buildings that you photograph. It sounds like you're getting that from that library. Well, I get inspired visually. Um, yeah. But it's not. I, I I sense with um sculptures, it's more like a presence. It's than it is just, I mean, it was, I was going to say before about, you know, shooting, uh, it was a point I, I skipped over, forgot about when I'm shooting, trying to line up these compositions, uh, I am seeing, and then there's another building we have the music center. We have the national music centers in, in Calgary as well. We've, there's a concentration of country music artists here. So mm-hmm. they, they thought that, you know, Calgary would be a good place, uh, to support the national music center. That whole, that building inside and out has, have these tiles that are like, I don't know, three inches by six inches of iridescent tile. So they look kind of silver gray, 
but you get them in sunlight or or different kinds of light, and then they have this iridescence to them. And there's hundreds of thousands of these tiles oh, really? everywhere, oh. inside and out. Uh, and so they they you know reflect, refract, they do all kinds of crazy things to the light uh, on the inside of the building and in the sunlight on the outside. Um, and so I'm inspired. Uh, I, I'm inspired visually to cr try and create compositions that leverage the form, you know, to make something pretty and interesting as a as a two dimensional composition. Mm -hmm. And I was mm -hmm. trying to call back to what you were saying with uh, turn a three dimensional um, a three dimensional object, three dimensional statue into a two dimensional piece. Mm. Um, and so that I feel that, uh, you know, I feel that and I'm inspired by that in a different scale than you do. And we're, we're talking about it, you know, uh, and trying to accomplish sort of the same thing and making something, a photograph that stands on its own, mm -hmm. um, based on the versus the presence of standing there in this room where there's all this wood or all these iridescent tiles. What is it I can make of it? Right. 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 And uh, not so, so much the human scale of, you know, trying to get the ear and the hand and the, and the hair or the, the, you know, the fabric looking of winged victory, you know, like those amazing things that you've seen that I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So yeah. anyway, that's, that, that's as close as I can get. Um, well, that's uh, close that. enough. But, that's close enough. But yeah, now I'm thinking I get, uh, there's a bison statue actually. It's not a statue, it's a, a, a sculpture uh, that's made out of, it's in the library building. Um, that's made of, uh, um, the bronze, I don't know if it's, they're bronze, but they're, they're bronze colored letters, mm -hmm. um, letters that I think each of the letters are about three inches high and they're all welded together in a life-size bison. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. It's kind of interesting, uh, interesting sculpture. It's there. You can touch it or whatever. I wouldn't stick my fingers in it. I think you cut yourself pretty <laughs> <Yes>. bad, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, uh, it's very interesting kind of silhouette a hall it's hollow with all of these uh these letters around as a, a as a uh, sort of final for this kind of thing would you recommend like uh someone who's just starting out in photography to like photograph things like this like oh artwork and architecture uh, absolutely uh, yes and now yeah. if you're in calgary it is i mean the library it's free to get into uh, if you have your phone or you have your big gear, um, they have people have no problem you going in there and photographing uh, people. Or but not I mean, people. in general, I mean, like not to. Oh yeah, no, I do, I, mean, I like, would because it's yeah, yeah. it's safe, you know. Oh uh, well, okay. You but know what, what I mean? You, like if you uh, you you, uh, where can you go where you can take pictures of you know take pictures of inanimate objects that aren't going to object to be photographed or. Right. Go into an interesting building where there there's no limitation for building security or anything that's going right. to prevent you. Or there's a standing and, policy that it's okay for photographers of any sort to go in and right. shoot. And the lighting yes. is already set up for you in some sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of the, the museum museum, and they have uh, you know on a on a cloud. Well, the cloudy day they have north facing windows, and so you get that mm -hmm. soft light. And so you know you're 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 already got you got the lighting. <laughs> you yeah. got the subject matter it's not moving yeah you know is it worth 
poking around and trying these things, yeah, I would say, yeah, why not? Yes. You know, if anything, you get a learning experience. Maybe you don't necessarily connect with actually photographing what, you know, but it's an, it's an opportunity to do it. Yes, it's more often than not, you know, as long as you don't use, if you're inside a museum, you can't use flash photography flash, yeah. because they, you know, for some reason think that the flash is going to, well, a thousand million flashes are probably going to do something yeah. uh, to an object. But anyway, you know, and you got your phone with you, you know, you're just another you know, schmo with a phone mm -hmm. taking a picture of a, you know, a sculpture or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but the idea would be then to put your own, like, interpretation. How are you seeing this thing, right? Not just taking a picture, not just copying it. Even you know? the act of first doing it and looking at it and going, this is great or this is not so great. What could I do? That's right. And that's part of the creativity, the the building of your vision is like, why didn't this work? Why wasn't it as cool as when I was standing there? Yeah, yeah. And then learn the difference of, and so I want to you know, explain to people who are new that I've had the fortune, the good fortune to help along the beginning of their photographic journey, and that is try and think of the end product in mind, mm -hmm. so that the you do as much work as you can before because you can't fix it in post, you can't do it later. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, and um, you know, take a picture, you got the phone, you, you can tell right away whether or not it worked or not. And if it didn't, then what, what can you do to make it better? It's, I th maybe, you know, when I think about it, I think it's sort of ideal for somebody starting out. Yeah. You can't help but be inspired in these spaces. And, yeah. And even if you're not starting out, if it's something that you don't usually do, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not your wheelhouse is worth trying just to see what's, what it's And like. you give a cultural experience at the same time. If you want to put right. the camera down at the end of it, then fine. Yeah, you if you're examining, enjoy. yeah, if you're examining art, however you're doing it through a camera with your eyes or whatnot, I think that if anything, it's gonna just add to your 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 data, your photo DNA. I like to talk about it. You know, like mm -hmm. it's part of what you're gonna draw on. Maybe at some point in the future, you'll be taking a picture of uh, the human body or a building for some other reason, and you'll have that stored in your 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 photo DNA. That this is how. I liked the way it looked and this is the kind of lighting I use. So yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm really got to find a day off where I can just head to the museum again. And, you mm -hmm. know, every time I go there, I see things differently and I just love photographing these things. And, you know, if I print it on my printer and hang it up in, you know, my bedroom because I like the way it looks or my friend wants to buy a print, you know, no mm -hmm. harm in that, I think. No. You know? But you, I do want to, we were talking about this earlier, the caution of, you know, just copying work, right? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, if you're just going to copy work, then go down to the museum bookstore and buy the book and, you know, then you got to, or buy a copy of the print and support things that way. But the idea of photograph creating art from someone else's artwork is, is to be creative and not to copy. Not so, to copy. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We, we managed to actually talk longer about this. I was expecting. So I hope I didn't bore everybody. To <laughs> uh, Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I think we came to some conclusions. I'm moving toward where your point of view and you're moving toward mine. I think that's yeah. the whole point of this thing. And, and I've really wanted to, th I mean, you know, it's not for me, it's a, a happy moment to be able to voice this because I've been thinking about it for years and years and years. And I don't think I've I don't know, thought about solving anything. I just wanted to put it out there in the open because well, you're clearly passionate about it. So you need to chase it down more, get out. And, yeah. If you yeah. Can. I want to, but I want I want to understand. I want to understand, you know, what it is that I'm doing, and like, you know, yeah. If I bury those pictures in the sand for a thousand years, will 
you know, the with will the uh, the the uh, future version of David Campany be writing about my probably not. <laughs> Probably you know not. I mean? uh, maybe our friend Shane because he's he Shane's work. Yes, and Shane's. It's a be. It's it's pure silver on a piece of black yeah, glass. Yeah, and I want to get him on. Anywhere. That's true. And I want to get him on the show again to talk about his new book. But that's another for another day. Yeah. So Anyway, Ward, where are we finding you in the world? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm still posting old pictures. You're on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. Yes, uh, I'm Ward Ro- like Ward Rosen Fine Art on Instagram. Facebook, I'm Ward Rosin Photography, and Twitter, I'm W Rosin Photo. That's where you're going to find me and have a little business. Uh, had a guy call me out of the blue today <clears throat> looking for a lens adapter. But Mamiya RB67 to Nikon F, and they're sold out all over North America. But I'm going to scrounge. I'm going to find That exists? One for him. Wow. I didn't even Yeah. I guess it's a crazy long thing. It's like a $200 piece. So I'm going to be digging around trying to see if I can find one for him. Is it a tilt shift? No. No, 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 no. It's okay. just, it's just those bit, those Mamiya six seven lenses to fit an icon. If you find one of those, let me know. I have a couple of uh, Mamiya RB six seven lenses that. No, uh, oh, cool. Well, and you got Nikon F bodies too. Well, I got can, Nikon uh, F bodies, but you know, if they had one for a Fuji, anyway. Okay, what was it? Or, Ornus Photo. Ornus Photo. Ornus dot photo. Photo. Our unofficial sponsor. Our unofficial sponsor, yes. So, yeah, all right. Cool. Yeah, I'm uh, contemplating a shipment for spring here coming up pretty soon, and so I'll be fleshing out uh, fleshing out a little bit more the product line. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Things are rolling along. I love nice, those but. inexpensive, cheapo lenses. And I don't mean cheapo in a bad way. I mean, like, yeah. you know, they're they're not expensive, and they... Yeah, anyway, they I got a few lenses from here, right? I think. Yeah, you got a couple, two or three. Yeah. Anyway, All so right. that's it. That's where I'm from. What about you, Antonio? Where can I don't we know find where you're from. you? I am no longer on Instagram. If you go to Instagram, you look for AM Rosario. Don't follow, okay? <laughs> Until I get back, it's it's owned by somebody else. You can see my pictures, just don't follow them. But on Twitter is AM Rosario. Flickr is AM Rosario. I don't even submit to Flickr anymore. Facebook is Rosario Photo. But you know, look for me on Twitter, and then. You know, dancing around podcast world here, you know, talking about stuff. And maybe someday I'll get my YouTube channel up and running, uh, but I would connect it to our show somehow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. All right. But that's it. Yeah. That's All right. It. All right. Well, good. thanks for thanks for joining me on this. My pleasure as always, my friend. Pleasure talking to you about this. It's nice to not have the this voice in my head all the time. It's nice to have your, <laughs> your voice, voice in your head. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Everybody in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. We'll be in. Have a good night. You too, man. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye bye.